Welcome back to a glorious, wonderful day. Yes! Featuring the Coffee and Christ podcast. I just really got tongue tied when I said that. Did you hear me? I was yeah. like, Coffee and Christ podcast. You know, Jackson said that he started the last three weeks and we just found out why. Yeah. <laughs> I just really had a hard time with that, but I'm just going to leave it. You know, None it's fine. So, we welcome. Only have raw footage. Welcome back to the. Coffee and Christ podcast. That was better. Thank you. Sorry. I practice it every morning in my shower. Look at yourself in the mirror and go. Coffee and Christ podcast. Oh, I don't have room really for a mirror in the shower. Do you not have one in the bathroom? A shower? Or a mirror? A mirror. In the shower? No, in the bathroom. Oh, in the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like too tall for it. Really? I have to crouch down. Do you? Aw. You know you can't win them all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. Uh, well, as y'all know, we did take a little week break. Did you say so you want you tried to do? I wanted to, and then something came up, and I just you know it was only so many hours in the day, and yeah, I barely made it to church on time. I really, I've actually been like a heathen child. Yeah, because I was almost late Wednesday. Came in Uh-oh. by the hair of my chinny chin chin, <laughs> and um, was late Sunday night. And I was in my sweatpants yeah, and sweatshirt, and me and Andrea sit almost up front. Oh, you definitely, like, sit up front. <laughs> like, and, you're, like, uh, the third row. <laughs> and I uh, didn't want to walk in front of all the people in my sweatpants. So I stayed in the back and sat with uh, Mr. Ernest. Well, I think that's perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> that's okay. We're here now. We are back. Wait, were you going to do it by yourself? Or just... I was going to do it by myself. Really? Yep. Wow. That would be so interesting to listen to. So, But I didn't. But you did. I mean, I guess I still could. I guess. But there's no sense in it now that you're back. Very true. So. Well, don't... Go ahead, King Saul. Oh. Well, my... Let's see. We have to go back two weeks here into my life. Um, you know, nothing like crazy's happened. Yeah. I mean, nothing like crazy exciting. I mean, it's not nothing bad really has happened. Um, just you know, muddling through life. I'm I'm 100% in house mode now. Um, I guess that's one thing. I don't know if uh, we've done a podcast since I moved. Have I? I live in the deep woods of Jackson County. I don't know if it was now. Like, no, it, we did. We did one podcast. Are you sure? I think so because I left. I was gone last weekend. Yeah, so maybe we were. So, well, for those of you that don't know, I moved out to the hills and holler of Jackson County. And um, that's been an experience. Mm -hmm. You know, my first bout was with this mouse. Um, Have I told you the full story? No, I don't think so. So there's a mouse that has been wreaking havoc. In the house? In the cabin. Oh, Um, in the house, please. Not anymore. I I got him. But... Your expression is it. So, um, the mouse. I was gone to Gatlinburg two weekends ago, and I knew there was a mouse in there, and the exterminator came earlier that week and sprayed for spiders and stuff, which I don't see many, like, bugs or anything in there, but, like, sprayed for spiders and, you know, just the cabin, we only go up there twice a year. And maybe, you know, a handful of other times. But, um, so, like, nobody's ever 
lived there. Right. Until now. And it's me. I mean, when you don't live in a house, like, there's just things that can get in. So, uh, one of those things was, again, this mouse. And I knew he was there. And so, what I did was have the exterminator put out some poison for him. And so, don't make me feel bad. Remy. So, uh. Mickey. So, anyway, I come back from the, uh, from the long weekend in Gatlinburg. And come in the back door. And this fat mouse was just sitting on the couch. <laughs> like, I walked in, and there's a little sectional in there, right? So I walked in, and he's just, like, chilling on the, the long part of the sectional just looking at me. That's so funny. As if he paid rent to live there. Oh like, it, like, it was his house. And I'm like, okay. So, uh, not going to lie. I, I do feel like I'm a manly man. I really do. But I don't do spiders, I don't do snakes, and I don't do mice. Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my future wife one day, I'm sorry. Because I don't, I don't do, I don't kill things. And Andrea actually kills spiders if she sees one. I don't oh. kill spiders. Um, Jay, of course you knew that, but I don't do, I don't do snakes. No, they make me, like, the moment I see one, I get goosebumps, so I'm like, ugh, no. Yeah. And then, uh, mice, I won't say I'm afraid of them, like, I'm not, I just don't like them. So anyway, I go in, and I just stop, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. a mouse. I think I did tell you the story. I can't remember if you don't Well... Remember. So that makes me feel good. Thank you. My best friend doesn't even know. I don't think he but, told uh, me because I was on a plane. But uh, so I'm sitting here looking at him and I'm like, well, I have to do something about this man that's just sitting here looking at me. But so I walked around, put all my stuff down, went and got a dish towel. And I'm like, well, if I can, <laughs> he never moved. He was alive, but I'm just watching him and I'm walking really slow. I go over to the kitchen, get a dish towel. So I'm like, if I can disable his senses, then he can't do anything to like... I envisioned me like picking him up and him getting out and crawling up my arm, and I would have had an exorcism. Like the whole cabin would have fell down if that would have happened. Because I, oh, I don't like... Even the thought of that makes me want to throw up. So I threw a dish towel over him, and he was like moving around, and they're trying to get out. So I'm like, all right, it's my chance to have to be braced. So I picked up the whole dish towel and everything... And opened the door and disposed of the mouse. We won't talk about the details of how I disposed of the mouse, but he is no longer alive, I will say. I'm sorry for anyone who's upset about that. Remy, Nikki, but, um, Remy. I can name so many good mouses right now. So, but that happened, and there's a, there's a lot of wildlife up there. Mm. Like the other, I told you about the deer. Yeah. I was putting my, uh, my backpack and my clothes and stuff for the day. Because, I mean, I live... 30 minutes from town. So, like, I bring all my... Like, I walk out of the front door every morning like a white girl going on a week vacation. Mm -hmm. I just have, you know, clothes and bags and food and deodorant. Like, it's all this random stuff. <laughs> so, every morning, <laughs> snacks, drinks. Every morning, I'm walking out, like, and I just throw all this stuff in my passenger seat, and then I get in the car. Well, so, uh, <laughs> excuse me. So, I, I'm in the Land Cruiser. This is Monday morning. 
I was in the Land Cruiser for reasons we won't disclose. And she shut the door, and there's a deer on the other side of the Land Cruiser. Well, I never saw him, and he never saw me, apparently. I don't know how he didn't hear me. So it's like, you know, 5.45 in the morning, still dark, and I'm groggy, you know, how you are in the morning. And I just, like, walk around the edge of the Land Cruiser, and he, like, raises his head, looks at me. And I'm looking at him, because I froze, and I'm like, all right. Good morning. Good morning. I was not prepared for this. God, why would you do this to me this early in the morning? <laughs> so he just like, you know, I was looking at him. He was looking at me. And then he ran off. Hmm. But I was just like, I, mean, I wasn't afraid, but I was just like. What if it could have been like a bear? I know. So, yeah, it's fun. A lot of, uh, a lot of wildlife. That's but um, I kind of thought I was going to be afraid to live up there. Because it is in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And um, it's kind of peaceful. Looky there. So Turn into mountain man. Yeah, that's my... Uh, that's really been the focus of my last two weeks was just moving and, you know... I've been, like, really busy. Yeah. But just not with anything fun. It's just been like... <laughs> like, it's just been... And I can't really tell you what I've been doing, but I do know that I'm exhausted. And I'm like... I mean, I've been really busy, but I don't know why... So, um, yeah, and then today and yesterday, me and Jackson went to Nashville. Training. That was fun. Yeah. Yesterday, more fun than today. Yeah. Today was exhausting. It was just long. So. Very boring. And I'm also camping right now, too, in Crossville. Yeah. I got my, got my camper out, which is good. Even if I didn't even stay in it, I just wanted it to air out. Because it's not been put up in a while. But enough about me. Good grief. Good grief. Jackson has a lot to tell us. Been talking for forever. Jackson has a lot to tell us. For at so least five minutes. We're gonna turn it over to my boy. Well, see, last week we didn't have a, uh, a little podcast for you because I was gone on vacay. It was my uh, senior trip that is not so senior anymore, or it's the senior of the senior trip because I graduated two years no a year ago coming up on two years I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, I took a year break um, of taking the senior trip because I wanted to go to Hawaii, and so that's where I went. Me and the fam packed up and left uh, Friday morning, early, like 2 o'clock. Traveled in the air for like six hours, landed, and was there, and got back at Sunday. The next, yeah, the next Sunday at, I think, about 3 or 4 o'clock. Um, uh, I think it was about 2.30 when we landed. So, super fun. It's just a long, long way down there. I'll be honest. If you ever think about, hey, I want to go to Hawaii, you're in the Tennessee area, or if you're on the eastern side of America, and you're like, hey, I want to go to Hawaii, just prepare for a lot of flying. It is a lot. Uh, eat food, bring snacks. Uh, you don't want to like get headaches, because then it just gets even worse. But once you're down there, it's crazy to think that Hawaii is even a part of America. It's super pretty, super blue, super green. Um, I mean, I'd live down there, heartbeat. It's like 80 degrees and with an ocean breeze 100% of the time. So, um, I don't know. It's it's just very, it's like their own little nation down there. They have their own native language that they speak. And, uh, and they also speak English, like on top of that. And, but it's, it's just like a whole different world going down there. It's not like me picking up and going over, you know, to another state. You know, in the end, that's what it really is. It just it doesn't feel that way. So, 
but I had a ton of fun. Um, I'll go back probably at some point, but as for now, it's glad to be back home. Um, but the work's already started. <laughs> Went right back into work, have school work. Um, you know, I had fall break Monday and Tuesday. Had no idea. It just. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I definitely had school. Apparently, my teachers didn't know we had fall, we had fall break. Huh. I don't know. I definitely had assignments. And not like a limited amount for this week, the same amount, if not more. So I was like, hmm. I have a. I sat down and counted it. I have 48 assignments to do in 23 days. Pray for it. Pray for me. <laughs> just pray for it. Uh, halfway over. We're getting there. We're getting close. Uh, uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm fine. So, however, y'all, uh, Coffee and Christ people who keep up. Last two weeks ago, uh, week and a half, you, well, you would remember that we talked about Proverbs chapter 6. Now, we didn't get into a crazy amount. We just kind of touched on those uh, first 19 verses. Oh, before I wanted to do that, I wanted to go ahead and, and jump in with uh, a Christmas clock update um, oh yes so as of right now uh october 11th 522 it is 74 days six hours 37 minutes and 40 seconds now mm. so everyone so i can get christmas list together well i know <laughs> mariah carey is defrosting she's defrosting like, i don't can you do you all hear that she's defrosting you gotta keep it a little way. She's defrosting. You kind of hear it in the background. She's coming, guys. She's coming. Just be prepared. Be prepared. That's gonna be blasting everywhere. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. I agree. Like, it's clock. There's oh. fake snow. I wish it was real. I know, right? I, I, and I may be. This may be an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I love winter. I love snow. I love cold weather. I do too. I love to sit inside and watch it snow. Like I feel like I'm a diverse like because I like the warmth too, but I don't like hot. That's H A W T for those <laughs> hot. hot. That's <laughs> that was that's, that's that, funny. That's the the I'm I'm I think I'm very diverse, but like when it gets hot, that's yeah. when I don't get. You know, I'm not loving it. I feel you. Yeah, like. I, I'll just keep going back to it. Like, why? 80 degrees, breezy. No humidity. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, hot, but not hot. Yeah. So here, here, it's just, it's hot. Yeah, here it gets hot. Yeah. No breeze. <laughs> 90% humidity. Yep. Booties be sweating. <laughs> everywhere. And most are talking about my own. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> stank. Everyone stank. Everyone's sweating. But you know what? It's great because it's, like I said, it's October 11th. We've passed that phase in our year. It's been in the 50s this weekend. I know. I can't wait. Man, I cannot wait for hoodies, jackets, fires. <laughs> it was fun last night. I mean, I went to sleep, but it was pretty cold last night. We were sitting around the fire, and that was nice. Yeah. I was so tired last night, Coffee and Crafts listeners, that I fell asleep sitting upright in a lawn chair for over an hour. Oh. And I snored the whole time. My family just left me. Little Dylan just they just a little nap. They just left me there. Well, then I, they woke me up and I forgot where I was. So I was like, <laughs> "Why am I in the woods? <laughs> Whose fire is this?" Oh wait, it's just it, okay. 
You were okay. deep sleeping. I was out. Out? So. Well, you probably need it. But anyway. Maybe get some, get some tonight. Proverbs 6. Let's see. We're going to be picking up in verse 20. Like I said, we covered the first 19 verses two weeks ago. I'll let you start and I'll bring her on home. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just read those first four verses. Like, we're going to finish chapter six today. However, it's not going to be uh, a whole lot of less, a whole lot of uh, verses. So, if this is short, bear with us. So, picking up verse 20, it says, My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always, tie them around your neck, and when you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you, and when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp, the teaching, uh, a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. So, real quick, you can already tell, um, I think we said, I think it was two podcasts ago when we were talking about chapter 5, that adultery was going to be a uh, pretty popular topic for Solomon, at least in these next couple of chapters, especially here in 6. If you can read your headings on your Bible, you know, chapter 7, for me it says warning against the adulteress. So, you know, anytime something's repeated in the Bible a couple times, you might want to take notes. Um, It is for sure there for our teaching. And just like here, Solomon is trying to warn you know, in the in the book it says his son, but that can be just for us as well. He's trying to warn us as the audience uh, about adultery, about the uh, the the, wor- the warnings, the consequences, all that stuff that we're going to get into um, in these last fifteen verses of chapter six. But I keep imagining, especially in Proverbs right now, um, these first you know six chapters that we've been studying. I'm getting like the vibe of you know those movies where like the two small angels like pop up on your shoulder and one's like the good angel and the other one's like the devil or a demon or something like that. And you know that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. Like wisdom here, which here is referred to as the you know the guidance that he wants his son to to take hold of, like his parents. And it, that's like the the talking angel on your shoulder that's advising you to do all these right righteous things, you know, full of wisdom, while the demon, on the other hand, is trying to get you to do the bad things, trying to uh, pull you away from this path. And and here Solomon is saying that wisdom, you know, it's your friend. It's going to be a protector. It's a teacher, like what he said right here in, in 23. It's a lamp and a teaching of light. Um, you know, and remember, wisdom also is personified as a, as a woman. So, you know, she's going to accompany you. At all times, you know, they're going to watch over you, like 22 says, and walk with you. It's going to lead you. And when you do that, it keeps us from, you know, listening to that little demon or devil that's on the other shoulder. That's trying to say, oh, yeah, that's I'm perfectly fine to do that. And like I said, this is, you know, this is specifically talking about adultery. And we mentioned it a lot in chapter 5. You know, sin is sin. Um, adultery is a sin. Um, sometimes us as, you know, I guess, what are we, I don't remember what, just generational Christians, um, sometimes we like to play rankings 
with these sins. But in God's eye, sin is sin, and he hates it. He doesn't like it. So um, Proverbs is really trying to you know, pound home that, that wisdom that, hey, we keep wisdom, that can keep us from sinning. And so that's all I got in those. Well, what I like about it, too, is, you know, <clears throat> touching on what Jackson said, it's why are we talking about this so much? You know, and and again, sin is sin. But guys, just because you're a Christian, you know, doesn't mean that you're immune from bad things happening. Right. You know, or you're resistant to sin being in your life. Like you are that that's it's gonna be a battle every single day. For as long as you live. Yep. And what, what brings me to that is in 24, um, lost all back up to the, the beginning of the sentence, which is verse 23, but it says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Then 24, I love this. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress, right? So, when I hear the word preserve... Right. Right. Not a lot of people really use that word yeah. a lot. But I thought about, like, the summers and stuff that I would be hanging as a kid with my grandma and with my aunt. You know, they were big canners. They would they had these big, beautiful gardens, and my other aunt, uh, Wendy and Vicky, and we would all work in the garden and pick beans and corn. And, I mean, they used to have a massive cornfield that we used to pick corn out of. And stuff, but they do all this and they go through this long process of preserving this stuff so that way it lasts a long time. That's the whole purpose of canning. Yeah. Like if you set a bucket of green beans on the counter, they're going to go bad unless you can them, right? The whole purpose is you are preserving those in a jar to last you, you know, all year. And so I, I like the way that he talks about preserving us from, and again, it's talking about, well, let's just say preserving us from evil. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, this isn't a, you know, a season of life that we're going to grow out of. You know, we may, a temptation may be a season of life, and we may get over it, but we're going to struggle with some sort of evil Forever, as long as we live, every day. And that's why he's continuously pounding this into his son's head that, you know, you're going to struggle with this. We don't want you to struggle with this. And so that's why we talked about it so much. And that's why God tries to help us and preserve us from the ways of evil and try to, to keep us on the right track because he knows that it's a lifelong battle. And he knows what we're going to go through. So, um, let's see. How long do I want to read? I'll just start in 25 and stop when I want. There you go. <laughs> so it says, do not desire her beauty in your heart. And do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the, pros- the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread. But a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes and not be burned? 
Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife, none who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals uh, to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold and he will give all the goods of his house. We just read to the end. It's up to you. So, um, but if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. I already read that, but oh well. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his grace will not be wiped away, for jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, and he will refuse, um, though you multiply gifts. So, kind of like going back to um, verse 26. Uh, there's a little difference. Solomon in chapter 5 said, at least in the ESV, um, he referred to the adulteress as a forbidden woman. And here he specifically says a married woman. You know, Solomon's saying don't desire, is saying don't desire the married woman's beauty so that she, you know, doesn't capture you with her glances. You know, he's kind of, com- and then also in 26, he makes a really strong comparison of, you know, if you, the price of let me back up. The price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Now, you know, some people might look at that and be like, "Oh, so there's different, you know, punishment for sin or something like that." I don't think that's what he's doing at all. I think he's just trying to uh, really nail home the severity behind this, behind committing adultery, or like we keep saying, <laughs> sin in general, on how. Uh, you know, same prices for all of us, and that's uh, what he gets into, actually, in just the next verse, in verse 27 and 29, well, through 29, you know. Can a man carry the fire next to his chest and his clothes and not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? You know, these are obvious questions, or we'll have obvious answers, and it's, of course not. You know, we're supposed to see that you cannot avoid the consequences of our actions, you know, and also if you look at it in another way, I mean, I guess a kind of a more, I don't want to say funny because I don't, I don't want it to be funny, but you know, you know, if, and, you know, another way is like adultery is like playing with fire. <laughs> and all this. And it, You're so scared to I, say because it. Because I don't want to like, it is. You know, I don't want to come off with saying like, this is joking, but like, that's another way you can look at, it. you know, adultery is like playing with fire. And, you know, like I said also, any sin, the ultimate consequence is fire. And I love verse 32. You know, Solomon said at the end of it, he who does it, you know, it being who commits the adultery, destroys himself. You know, he's not coming through here and laying blame on the tempter, laying blame on, you know, uh, the lust that you may have for them or, you know, filling it. It doesn't matter. Um if we were tempted or pushed into doing it or any other factor, what matters is we did it. You know, we were the ones that acted on that temptation, that lust after a woman, a married woman here in particular, or, you know, like I said, always put like your own struggle or sin into this, make this personal for you. You know, it's, it's us who's at fault. We're the one who acted upon that, you know, I don't want to like sound like morbid or get like mean, but I mean like when you get to the gates of heaven and God denies you, are you going to turn around and say it's Satan's fault? 
You know, I don't think it's going to work. We're, we are responsible for our actions. Satan's not forcing us to do anything. God isn't forcing us to do anything. You know, we have to, you know, secure our mind with wisdom, with truth, so that when Satan comes into our lives and tries to tempt us, tries to throw things at us, he's exposed because the Holy Spirit has sealed us with this wisdom that we keep nailing home because that's why it's so important. You know, this this stuff, wisdom, what keeps us going, keeps us aiming toward, you know, getting to heaven. And, you know, and just to wrap it all up, it shows in verses 34 and 35, the aftermath of adultery. I see it as like when a spouse is affected by adultery, they're not going to be interested in bribes or anything materially because, you know, they're betrayed. And betrayal cuts so much deeper than anything else. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I took from those last couple of verses. So backing up, back up to uh, verse 25. In the ESV, it says, do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. Right? And then the New King James, it reads, um, do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. Right? Mm-hmm. So this word of of allurement, right? You know, you think about... And when this is a different topic for a different day. Um, but, you know, you see alcohol commercials on TV, you know, for whatever, Budweiser, Bud Light, or whatever. Right. But you see them a lot on ESPN and stuff like that. The Super Bowl, you always see a lot of uh, those types of commercials. And you see it, and it makes it, it makes it look really enticing. Oh, yeah. Right, like you read that and you're like, or you watch it and you're like, I don't see my bad, you know. Right, yeah. But they don't show you that if you're irresponsible with it, what it can do to you. Yeah. Right. It doesn't show you, you know, hugging the toilet for four hours, throwing up everything in your system, and it doesn't show you, you know, not thinking and getting behind the wheel of your car and wrecking it and and hope and hopefully not hurting somebody else. It doesn't show you all those things. It just wants to show you you know, the good side of it. And that's what this is talking about here a little bit, you know, with the allurement that it talks about in the New King James. And the ESC puts it in a lot simpler, you know, just don't let her capture capture you, right? But why would he use that? You know, the modern world uses images, like I just talked about, to allure people into doing something. Yeah. Right, because we're we're easy to fool. Right, like we we see something and we're like, oh, that's pretty. Okay, I'll take it. Right, you know, and that's I mean I'm the same way. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, you know, and that's what the world wants you to do. And then, you know, wisdom and the Word of God, you know, a relationship with God, it helps us see through these images. Right, it helps us see through to know the consequences of our actions. You know, we talked about from the famous play Hamilton last week <laughs> or two weeks ago about how every action has an equal opposite reaction. And that's Isaac Newton's weirdest <laughs> But they said it in <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, so um, let's just keep it there. I remember that. Huh? I remember what? Hamilton? No, like, you just, like, picked that out. Like, you knew exactly where you were going with it. That was crazy. Oh, well, uh... That was very impressive. Anyway. Keep going, sorry. But, you know, we talk about 
all these things. And, and having a relationship with God helps us to cut through it, mm-hmm. right? Helps us to know that there's something on the other side. It's okay. Don't fall for that, right? Because it's also kind of like driving through the fog. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're driving out in the middle of nowhere and it's foggy, that's kind of scary, especially if you don't know the road. Yeah. If it's thick enough that you can't see, which it doesn't happen a lot here. It happened a lot in Crossville because of the elevation. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you would be driving and you're like, I literally can't see anything. And you're kind of nervous. And you can take wrong roads. You can wreck because you literally have no idea where you're at. But if somebody's in front of you and you can see their taillights and see where they're going, then it's like, oh, not as worried now. Yeah. Right? It gave you a sense of security. That's what having a relationship with God is, is you're cutting through this these things that allure us, this sin that tries to, to pull us off course. And if you have a relationship with God, it's like he's right in front of you. And you're like, okay, I see, I see what's going on. I know that I don't need to do this. You know, and some people, you know, even Christians, you know, fall into them. We'll just use, you know, adultery as a sin. I'm not saying it makes you immune. I'm saying it helps or it should help. Right. But if you're just flying blind, it does look pretty awesome to just do whatever you want. Yeah. And that's why I, I like the verbiage that the New King James uses of this idea of allurement. You know, if you have wisdom, you're going to know that you don't need to be fooling with that stuff. It's kind of like what Jackson was talking about, it, and it was funny, but you can't play with fire and not expect to be burned. Mm-hmm. And there are, sin is just it's fire. You know, if you're purposely messing with it, knowing that it's wrong, then you're destined to be burned. Yeah. And and it is funny, but it's also not. Yeah. You know, because it's very serious. But but just like I was talking about a minute ago, every action has an equal opposite reaction. So if you choose to stick your hand in fire, then there's gonna be a consequence for that. And that's that's literally what all of this is. He's trying so hard to just say, stay away from it, don't get around it, do your best to avoid it. Now, on the other side of that, you know, we have talked so much about, you know, the consequences and the wrath and all these things over the past three weeks of, and again, he's using specifically adultery, um, but we've been talking about all these things. But what I kind of want to end on is, you know, we do serve a merciful God. I think it's a great way to end. You know, we do serve a God that extends grace and extends mercy and I, and I hope you don't listen to this and think that there's no hope for you yeah you know there are so many times that that I've done stuff and I can look at God and say why do you love me you know why why you know there's a song and it just it makes me think of it, it gives me and Andrea watched the movie the other day but uh, a joyful noise and the, the one of the main characters that's in this movie, it's about a, a Baptist church choir, or maybe it's just a, I can't remember the name. It's just a church. I think it's Baptist, but it doesn't matter. A church, and their choir like competes in the national choir competition, and they go through all the things, and they live in a sad town because everything's closing down, and they're the only town's hope is them to win this thing. I mean, it's just it's a cheesy movie. Dolly Parton's in it, but. Uh, I love it. 
But anyway, so um, I've seen it like a hundred times, but every time I watch it, I cry. But <laughs> I'll admit it. I cried twice the other night. I was like, whatever. But, you know, I forgot where I was even going with that. Oh, I remember. But, you know, there's a song there that the main character, she has a, an autistic son, and her daughter ends up, she went to visit her dad, who's in the military, but she didn't tell her mom, so she just left. And it was like they thought she had ran away. So, like, her mom was really struggling and really having a hard time because her son didn't understand, and she was having to deal with that, and she's basically a single parent because her husband's in the military. And um, so she goes to the church and plays a song on the piano, and it's called Fix Me, Jesus. And the whole time she's just begging and saying, Fix me, fix me, fix me. And here's the thing. We don't have to beg. You know, you don't have to beg for Christ to love you again. All you have to do is have some kind of action that shows him that you're sorry. And he will pick you back up. Yeah. You know, so so please don't think that, you know, if you specifically, you've struggled with adultery, or maybe you're just like the rest of us. You know, I've never been married, so I don't struggle with adultery. But I mean, just struggling with sin. Because I hope that you don't put me and Jackson up on a pedestal when you no, listen to us. Because, not. <laughs> you know, we... We struggle with sin as much or more than anybody else. Yeah. But there are so many times that I myself just look up and say, why? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so irresponsible. I don't pay attention. I, and that's, that's just me. But, I mean, I don't, I mess up, you know, and I just look up and say, why do you love me? You know, what's the point? Because I'm a lost cause. So I, I hope that in those times that you feel like that, I hope that you understand that if you have a relationship with God, all you have to do is say, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying so hard. And actually do it. Don't just say it. Because words have nothing if there's no action behind them. Yeah. You know, words are an empty bottle unless you're going to actually do something about it. But just act on the feeling of remorse mm -hmm. and say, I don't want to live that life anymore. I want to fix it. And, you know, there are consequences. There are earthly consequences for your actions. You know, there's, you know, relationship problems. And if you do somebody wrong, you know, you can say you're sorry and move on. You know, there are earthly consequences but that we do have to deal with. But you don't have to, you know, as Jackson said earlier, be burned forever. Right. Right. You know, because you can, you can seek forgiveness for that. And continue your spiritual walk, you know, and I hope you guys understand that. I hope you know and you read and study about the grace of God because it is real and he loves each and every one of us more than we can ever imagine. So that's perfect. Well, we hope you have a great week. Absolutely. Kind of a, not too bad, too short of an episode, but um, we hope you have a great week and don't do anything I wouldn't do, mm. which is not much, you know, but... Just uh, be bold and be the best Christian you can be and be safe driving if you're listening to this. Because um, I got in a wreck Saturday. Yeah. Don't do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Have Jesus a great week. Peace out.